Well, the sports editor is very pleased to have young up and coming and dynamic swimmer, uh, Matthew Sats. We, we've actually had a brief chat before. So this is the second time on the show, but um, there's been lots of news and lots of records being broken by this phenomenal swimmer who's only 18 years of age. Matthew, what a pleasure. So honored to be able to chat to you again. And I think you're doing everyone proud in South Africa. I'm sure you're doing your school proud St. Charles College as well as um, your, your, your family. So Matt, again, just congratulations and well done for being selected for the South African Olympic uh, team. So have you pinched yourself yet? Uh, I, I guess so. It, it, it only um, really hits in when I, I don't know, a couple, I think a couple, like maybe weeks afterwards, after I did the time realizing that it was actually like a good swim. But when mm. I actually, when I did like a bad, a bad swim, uh, like a bad gala, I realized, oh, that was actually one of the best races that I've done kind of thing. Interesting, because, you know, when, when we first spoke a while ago, you mentioned that it obviously be one of your dreams to, you know, represent South Africa, go to the Olympic Games. Um, but as you started getting better and breaking more and more records, did you actually think to yourself on stage, hey, this this could actually be a possibility. I could actually go to the games. Um, no, I guess, I guess it was always in the back of my head when, because I've been told, I don't know, ever since I, I started St. St. Charles at grade, at grade eight, and the plan was to make the Olympics in, at, at grade 11 um, uh, for 2020. Like that was the plan when that Wayne had my coach and, mm. and we told the school and everything and they were all behind me. So, I was always in the back of my head that it that it is possible, I guess. Yeah. Well, Matt, also, is it a case where yes, you you've got those dreams and desires to represent South Africa, but in the same breath, you've also got the objective to do as well as you can in your races. Do you ever split the two and say, "I'm just focusing on getting the best time I can here, regardless of what I want to achieve, and hopefully that comes along the way"? Do you purposely focus on just getting the best time? You can in your race. I, I never really focus on times or to try and do a best time or anything. Every time I try to go for a time, I always end up not being fully there almost or thinking about it too much, overthinking about it. So I always, I always just go into the end, just try and do my best kind of thing. Not thinking about, not, not thinking about what the time was or what's the future holding in that time. But now, Matt, um, hundred meter butterfly—that's a—that's a proper stroke. And uh, yes. correct me if I'm wrong. That's basically the the stroke that got you to into the Olympic or qualifying for the Olympic Games. Am I right? Uh, yes. No, it was the the turn at I qualified first, and then uh, the hundred fly after the turn at I So, what was your time for the, the hundred fly then? It was a fifty-one eight that I did. Fifty-one eight. Um, now that is a jolly good effort. And just yeah. tell us a bit about your training. Is that one of the strokes where you say, right, well, Coach Rodin says to you, we're focusing on this for a week now, two weeks. Or is your training sort of involved in every single aspect? Would you focus uh, specifically on a 100-meter butterfly? Um, yeah, going into um, Nationals, I was training with Chad. And so I was doing his programs and training with him for three, four weeks and everything to for prep for nationals. Um, so it was a lot of flower training, a lot of, a lot of long distance flower. And then 
nationals didn't work out too well. I think I was more kind of overtrained for that. So when I came back, I was very specialized in, in the 200 IM, very specialized in the thing. And then after I got the, the 200 IM time in, in Cape Town, um, and we had the three three weeks till the Durban Grand Prix where I was going to try and qualify for the 100 fly. So then after that, after I qualified for the tournament, I was very specialized in 100 fly only almost. And then a little bit of IM also. Sure. Now, I mean, so, you know, just pretend that we sort of new to this whole thing, 200 meter individual medley. I mean, just how fit do you have to be? And why would you... What, what is sort of the driving factor where you think, you know what, actually, I want to give this a go. I mean, you have to be jolly fit, Matthew, which, which I mean, I'm sure you yeah. are. Gee, it must be a challenge. Oh, I, <laughs> fit for, for kind of anything in swimming-related terms, like you can't really miss, miss a day or, or the program's really thrown out. Like we have a like a 12-week program where every session you have to do a special, specific thing to in that session. And it all leads up to, to the one day that was all, so everything, like all the 12 week programs to, to the day of racing and, and every single day there was like double sessions. And so each, you can't really miss a day because each session was meant to do, do something. We were meant to push the fly or the turns or, or the backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle. So all like the different strokes had to be all mixed together and, and so each training session had a specific thing to do. So if we, you have to be, each session has to be fully concentrated on and dedicated on for that. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, it's a lot of dedication. And I think at your age to really understand that um, is, is phenomenal. You're, you're a step ahead. But Matt, I mean, it, it's not always rosy. Thing, things do get tough. Um, but what, what keeps you going to help you stay focused on your dreams? Well, what's the, where do you get your energy from, so to say? Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it does get tough. I remember um, after nationals, I missed the time by, by 0 0.02. So I missed the Olympic time by, by two tenths of a, of a second kind of thing. So I was, it was kind of demotivating, but, but I guess lots of stuff. I, everything can demotivate you. I don't know, anything. It can be, I don't know, friends or, or, yeah, whatever, anything mm. in the world. But it's just like, I think just the, the passion for it kind of thing. I love, we have to actually love to do it, to, to go so forward in, in something. Yeah. And I just, I just like to, to train harder than other people, I guess. So yeah. that, lucky for me, that's what, what I like to do. Then, you know, do you, you and your coach ever sit down and, and talk about the mental aspect of, of swimming and what's happening? Do you guys ever sit down and maybe you talk about one or two of your frustrations? Um, or is, is coach there just to teach you or coach you how to swim? Or do you talk a bit of the, the mental aspect of things? Oh, yeah, no, the mental aspect is a, is a massive thing. We, we regularly have, have chats and maybe like, I said, like twice a week or something, we all like proper sit down chats about the plans forward and everything. But there's, I'm part of the EAD program and they help up with sports psychologists and it's all good on the mental side, but yeah, it's tough. I guess anyone can, can train hard. It mm. depends how much motivation you have to how long you can train hard for is the big part of it. No, for sure. Definitely. But Matt, I mean, 
I'm sure you're aware that as much as you've achieved at this young age, there's still more to, to gain and, and, and achieve. Um, but when you hear sort of things along the lines like Matthew, young Matthew says has been compared to certain swimmers, um, how does that make you feel? And, and how do you handle with that? Handle that, sorry. Yeah, I, I like, it doesn't really, really phase me in a negative or positive way, I guess. It's just, it's all articles and, and all that somebody else has written that. I don't really know the, the path we're taking or, or that kind of thing. And anyone that like tells you what the future is going to be, is not really someone, I don't know, nobody can tell the future. So I'm just trying to go day by day kind of thing. Right, right. Day by day, Matthew. But I mean, you know, we, we often talk about these athletes and how they've got to be so careful of what they do from what they eat to how many hours of sleep they get. Um, is that something that you have to strictly follow now as well? Uh, yes, yeah. I've been, I've been doing it for a while. Though. It's like, um, like you always have to give that 110%. So you go, you go to training and you give 100% of training every day, twice a day or something. But then the extra 10% is when you come home and then you have to eat a certain amount of calories and eat a certain amount of food and drink a certain amount of water and you can't do anything other exercise that will exhaust you out of the pool. Hmm. So all of that kind of thing all adds up to that extra 10%, I guess. So to give that extra 10% is almost harder than giving the 100% fully, if you get me. <laughs> no, no, I definitely do. But you, you touched on training there. Um, and obviously, I would assume you're back in Peter Maritzburg for a while. Um, is there going to be a set moment where you sort of meet up with the swimming squad and you guys train together? What's the sort of plan behind that? Oh, for Olympics or just in yes, general training? For the Olympics. Uh, because I think all, all the COVID thing, I went to, to Pretoria for, for two, two, two and a half weeks. So to do some altitude training and everything. And I came back now, I'm just swimming with my squad, but because of the whole Corona thing, and I don't think the Swim SA has really organized it properly because of the almost money wasn't there because of it, all of it. So there's just the, there's just a two day quarantine period before we go. So we have a test, like a testing period, I guess, for Corona. And then we leave about a week before we actually race. And we train for a week and a bit in Tokyo, and then we race Tokyo, I guess. Right, right, right. So, Matt, when are you actually meant to be leaving and, and flying to Tokyo? Um, I think it's on the 17th of July. Right. And um, you've got to be a bit excited. Um, and I know you've done lots of traveling, but uh, to a destination like this, a, a platform like this, um, are you going to sort of feel, well, I, I can't let anyone down, but in the same breath, I know that you will probably just put your head in, get stuck in and give it a, your best effort. And no matter, I think, where you come, you'll still be happy with the fact that you've been able to represent South Africa. Does that make any sense? What yeah. I'm say? Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. I, I'm, everything. I don't know. I had a goal to, I don't know, ever since I was, I don't know, starting at St. Charles and or even before that, like, when I was 10 or something, always go to make the Olympics and, and I made it now. So everything that I do now, I guess, is just the bonus. Hmm. And let's just look past the, the Olympic Games. But I know yet you said you also take it one day at a time and you absolutely at the moment in being, which is totally fair. But let's look a bit beyond the Olympics. 
what would sort of be the next sort of highlight for you? Um, I guess um, the Commonwealth Games would be a big one. If the um, like a, if it carries on in this um, I don't know time cutting that I'm going at, it'll be quite a cool one to see what I can do there. Maybe mm. I don't know try for the medals and what colour I get or like that kind of thing. Uh, it's Commonwealth's a big one. Um, I got World Show calls in December also. I'm in Abu Dhabi, so I've already qualified for that. So sure. it's looking good into there also. No, um, yeah, and then also there's the Junior Worlds. So that's also 18 and 18 and under. So that, that will be, um, my rankings are pretty good there. So it would be good to race international people also. Yeah. And then Matthew, I know that we, you know we, in a previous show that we discussed um, your schoolwork and things like that. But uh, how do you balance it? I mean, like you said, you've just been in Pretoria for two and a half weeks. It's coming quite an important time in our former tricks. Um, how's it going? How do you handle all of that? Um, and with all due respect, it is the Cambridge system, so it's not a walk in the park per se. But how are you handling everything? Yeah, yeah definitely. Hmm. Um, yeah, so schools really come to like even a it hasn't been first, second, like maybe even third for me now of the schooling. Like, um, but luckily, because it is Cambridge, um, the university that I signed with is going to take my grade 10 marks. Right. So, so schools are not really a priority or anything, but, but St. Charles has helped a lot with, with, I don't know, helping me catch up classes and, and all of that kind of thing. But school hasn't really been a worry in my in my life for the last couple of the year that I've been preparing for Tokyo. Yeah. And Matthew, if I'm not mistaken, and from what I can understand, it'll probably be a good move for you to study overseas based on the swimming programs, especially in the USA. Is there any any light you can shed on, on that? Oh okay, so yeah, we're just coming up um so like I got put in the the ISO the International Swimming League draft. It's a professional swimming league kind of thing. But the colleges, you have to be non-professional to go. So it's coming up in the end of June. Uh, they have to pull out of the swimming league or, or go to college. So that's the, the decision that I have to make during the month to either go professional or, or go and study overseas. Now, Matthew, what are you going to do? No, I'm joking. No pressure. You've always yeah. time to think about it. But wow, that's an interesting, um, interesting thing to know. So you, because you've done so well, you actually, in, my right, in simple terms, because you've done so well, you actually need to go to, you can't attend that program that they had set for you in America. Yes. Yeah. So wow. because of the NCAA rules wow. in America, I wouldn't be able to, yeah, I wouldn't be able to go fast starts accepting money. Sure. So you basically aiming to make swimming a career from from now, basically from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From from June, if I choose to go to ISL swimming, will then be my career for for the next couple of years. Oh, that's exciting, Matthew. That's brilliant. Well done. Well done. There we go. See, oh, thank you. No, that's excellent. It's excellent. But but there's oh, also a rumor um, that you might be if swimming doesn't quite work out, you could be joining the EFC. Oh yeah, that, yo, we went to we got invited to the ESC. Um, I think it was last weekend or something, but it was awesome to see. Sure, I think I think I get pretty nervous like going into a swim race, 
also, also that, that was quite a big thing. Meanwhile, it's this probably the smallest thing that anybody could could ever do when you compare it to the EFC kind of thing. Sure. It was crazy how those guys, all the stare downs and everything. Oh, it was it was awesome to witness. Yeah, talk about being in a in a de- determined mindset with EFC, but we'll let them do that. Oh, yes. Just look after yeah. yourself. We don't need any any broken yeah. bones or anything from at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, excellent, Matt. But but you know, talking about you know nerves, um, and I guess that's something that, that has to be. You almost have to feel nervous all the time because it shows that this something means something to you. If you know what I'm trying to say. Um, if that nervousness goes uh, away, maybe that uh, drive is not always there. Um, what do you think? Do you think nerves are actually part of your everyday race? Uh, I think uh, nerves definitely play a part. Um, like um, for, for nationals, the big Olympic trials, and it was Olympic trials. That Olympic trials word. Uh, I think just by, I was pretty nervous you know, and the nerves played a part and I, and I didn't make it. Uh, I blame it on the nerves kind of thing. But obviously you can't tell, but you can't tell for sure. But there's, maybe there's other factors that also play. But almost like to race, like uh, I don't really like nerves when racing. I think it's, you almost have to act like you don't care what happens in the race. You can't, I, th- I think the nerves play play too big of a part on the mound to exhaust you and the mind too much. Um, so it plays a little part of you physically also. But but obviously you experience so much nerves already. You don't need any extra. Like just saying just, just by stepping on the block, you already got enough nerves. Yeah. To to help you in the race. So you don't need to you don't need any extra nerves to I don't know uh, play on your performance. No, definitely. Well, Matthew, I think it's it's exciting times for you. I'm, I'm sure you're eager to get to Tokyo now, but everything has to happen at the right time. But yeah, I mean, oh, yes, yeah. well. it's, it's, it's been really good to catch up with you again. And I know we, we're just sort of talking about the Olympic Games, but I, I think that um, based on how you've been achieving, we're going to see much more of you in, in the future. Oh, thank, um, thank you so much. It's, it's really good to see such a youngster um doing so well it's almost like it's you've been doing this for a couple of years already it's just nothing new to you (laughs) thank you so much sir (laughs) Uh, absolute pleasure matthew but thank you for your time nice to have a chat yes yeah yeah, you too thank you yeah thank you for the call no just about the build up for the olympics it's it's going to be good yeah thank you so much thank you thank you bye-bye